Welcome back to DQP Does Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we do not strangle our friends and put them in trunks and hope they don't shit themselves when they die so our dinner guests smell it while they're eating. Uh, with me this evening is my co-host, Russell. But my professor conditioned me to think that it was okay, Shane. No. Uh, we also have Dave. Well, hello, Shane. It's me, your good friend, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, it's Dave. Pooled thank, you. Thank Thought God. it was Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask if you were, like, a piece of shit in real life. <laughs> no, I'm a good I'll guy. I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we are continuing April Hitchcock with Rope, 1948, rated approved. What? Uh, an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> what's what's the approved rating? What's that? Uh, before the rating system, I think. It's approved. It's you approved. can watch it. You can, you, can, you can put this out. I don't think there's any communist stuff in this. Um... <laughs> That was a big thing. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, we watched Rope. Rope begins with two guys strangling another guy with David. a piece of rope. <laughs> uh, and, um, it's, a. Uh, what the fuck is their names? Brandon and Philip? Yes. yes. Brandon and Philip. <clears throat> Brandon and Philip strangling David, which you don't know his name yet. Um, but they stuff him in this chest and they are having a party later with his parents, his girlfriend, his ex best friend who is now her or who is also his girlfriend's ex uh <laughs> and their former schoolmaster uh just to prove that they can basically yeah yeah um that they are superior beings and that they can murder someone and get away with it uh and right off the bat Brandon is having problems with this. Is it Brandon? Philip. Philip. Philip having, having problems. problems. Yeah. Yeah. Philip. Sorry. Brandon is the certified fucking sociopath. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Philip is having problems with this, like the whole time, uh, other than the murdering part. Um, he was cool with that. Yeah. He's he was fine until and fine until they did it, and then he's like, yeah. "Oh fuck, we actually killed a person." Um, but the movie is basically like them gradually breaking down as this party goes and then the, the party ends and like um uh james stewart plays their uh schoolmaster uh what the fuck was his name rupert um rupert and uh he's kind of wondering why he's there and like Slowly figuring it out as it goes. Uh, and it's kind of cool. You can kind of see him like slowly figure things out in right. the party. Yeah. Um, and then everybody leaves the party and they're getting ready to get rid of the body and Rupert comes back. There's a ton of shit that happens at the party. Um, but I'm not going to go over everything. 
Um, I mean, everybody's like, where's David at? David's supposed to be here. And the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. And they just like, like, I don't know where he is. I don't know. The whole time I'm in my basement eating chips. Like, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, like... They upset his dad because they're talking about murder and how, like, it's okay if you're a superior person <laughs> to murder a lower person, whatever that means. And, like, at first, Rupert's like, yeah, I mean, I have this theory that, like, you know, it would make the world better if, you know, you could kill the person in front of you in line and... You know, kill the the hotel clerk that won't give you the the right room or whatever. Yeah, it's just like this weird, like you know, just like this like completely self centered sociopathic thing. Yeah, yeah. pseudo intellectual conversation. Yeah, topic. yeah. Um, but it appears that uh that Brandon has bought it like full full on like. I am a superior being. I should be able to kill whoever I want. Yeah. If they're lower beings. If they're lower beings, which I am the highest being because I'm me and, you know, then yeah. no one else matters. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's just like playing with all these people uh, the whole night. And then everybody leaves except for uh, Phil and Brandon. And Phil is freaking out. Brandon's like, shut the fuck up. Have another drink, drunk ass. And then Rupert comes back and basically lays it down that he's figured it out. And they slowly, he slowly, he slowly lays it out. Like he like has a couple more questions really just to make sure. But he comes back as like a ruse. He's like, oh, I left my cigarette, my cigarette case, but he didn't. And then he puts it in a place where they knew that he didn't leave it yeah. because they had just cleared it and then put stuff back there to hide to make sure he didn't get into the yeah. chest like they had cleared the the chest off and then they had put all these books back on the chest as he was coming up to their apartment to make sure that he didn't get into it and uh so he put it like behind the books that they had just put there yeah like it, it was there the whole time but they knew it wasn't so they knew that he was there under false pretenses and then uh Brandon has a gun and Rupert knows that he has a gun. He's like, well, that's what's you know. that in your pocket. Yeah. He's basically like, I, you Jimmy know, Stewart. I know you, you think that I'm figuring this out and that's why you have a gun in your pocket. And he's like, Oh no, we're going up to the farm and stuff. And like, you know, a lot of burglars, a lot of burglars around there and stuff. Uh huh. So they fight over the gun and, Rupert accidentally gets shot in the hand, but he takes the gun away. So then he's in control of the situation. And basically, like, they tell him that, yeah, this is what happened and this is why. And he's like, no. <laughs> now that you've actually done it, I've realized that I've said a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for a long time. And I do not believe that to be true. And they're like, what? You're the only person that we thought could maybe like understand what we did. And he was like, I the opposite of understand. I'm turning yeah. you into the fucking police. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just shoots a gun yeah, out the window. Just shoots a gun out the window to get somebody to, <laughs> else to call the police. Um, but he made sure he had two rounds left just in case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I thought that was great. Dude. Um, Fuck. 
So then somebody calls the cops and they're just sitting there waiting for him. That's the end of the movie. This might be my fastest synopsis. It's pretty quick. But yeah. it's also like, uh, it's not a simple movie, but it's like told in such a way, like it's basically like one sound stage. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. almost like a play. Basically, um, yeah. It's yeah. also very short. It's like only an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, And I'm just going to say it now. Go for it. Only 10 takes. Yeah. So there's like uh, very few cuts in the movie. Um, almost all of them zoom in on someone's back as they're <laughs> walking away or standing in a spot. Yeah. And then yeah. they come back out and, you know, f- to do takes and stuff. But there's like very few, th- there's extremely long shots, um, with multiple people talking, uh, kind of over each other so that it's like a real conversation. Like these people are talking over here. We're focusing on them. And then the camera just pans and over to another conversation that was already happening. Yeah. And you're yeah. catching the important bits for the plot oh, now. Part, yeah. And it's very it's it's shot very interestingly. I, yeah. I really like it. Yeah. This is my first time watching this and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like I've only seen a handful of Hitchcock movies. Mm. Like I've seen Vertigo, seen Brew Window. Yeah. Uh I think I've seen The Birds. Like the Sure. Like the things that you know Psycho. Psycho. Uh but I've not seen this one. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, like randomly caught this one in the middle of the night on cable one time, and was just like, "What the fuck is this?" Is I was like, "This is fucking awesome." Yeah, yeah. it's really good. The dude that plays Brandon is like complete, like like Russell said, a complete sociopath. Like, yeah, he yeah. does a great job. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. So. But before we get too far, while we're still talking about shots, one of my favorite shots in the movie is when uh, they're talking, and I think it's before I think it's before the party ends, and the camera pans over, and it's just looking over the chest. Yes, and it's like such a weird shot, and I feel like they did it for a reason. I feel like something <clears throat> like now that you've said ten takes, I feel like something was fucked up. So they like did something while like in the shot, like to like in the moment to fix it and then mm. seeing what they did later and was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Uh, because it's just such a weird shot. Yeah. But it's also still cool, but it's so fucking eerie. Yeah. I think a lot of the shots like that are on purpose though, because I feel like they put the chest in the frame specifically to be like, David is right. Yeah, there, right. All the there. time. Yeah, the like, whole time. They're like looking into the other room while people are talking and and like doing stuff that's important. But like also you're looking over the top of the chest and you can see like the corner of it and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Holy shit. He's yeah. there. The body of the person they're talking about is right there. Yeah. Like. So, and there's a couple other really cool shots, but like that shot, like fucking floored me. Like just yeah. that, that whole moment in the movie, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Where, where's David? Yeah, where's the, David? The beginning of the movie after they throw him in there, the, the, the rope is like hanging out and they keep not seeing it, but it's like in the frame the whole time. They're like yeah. picking up the books next to it, next to it and they miss it and they miss it and they miss it. And then finally one of them sees it and like, uh, Philip, Philip sees it. And starts freaking out, and Brandon's like, oh, God, you fucking pussy, and he just, like, yanks it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh yeah, like dude, I don't I fucking loved this movie. Yeah. Like I thought it was, was I was surprised. It was really good. Yeah. Pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it. It was funny because we were talking to Doug and he was like, "Do you guys what are you guys doing?" And I was like, "We're doing rope." And he was like, "Ooh, that one's kind of slow." And I was like, "I don't I don't think it's slow. I think it's just like very like tension building. Yeah, and ominous. And ominous because like the thing that happens happens at the beginning. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh my God, that happened and all these people are just standing around it and don't know yeah. the whole movie. I saw a clip of, uh, it was Alfred Hitchcock talking about suspense. Yeah. And uh, he was talking, it's like some show, mm. how like, you know, if, say you have a scene of people sitting around a table talking about baseball. Yeah. And then a bomb goes off under the table. Yeah. You have 10 seconds of shock. But at the beginning of the scene, you tell the audience that there is a bomb under the table that'll go off in five minutes. Yeah. That conversation is suddenly different. Yeah. And mm-hmm. suddenly more important. Yeah. I've, I've seen what you're talking about. I saw that. And I'm like, yeah. that's perfect for this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's the whole movie. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. a bomb. In this trunk, and they're all standing around it, eating food off of it, talking in front of it, walking by it, almost opening it for the whole movie. Yeah. It's just like the whole movie is just building suspense. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, oh, God, somebody just open it. Catch these motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. I saw I ran into that clip. I'm like, oh, that's. That's fun. That's that movie. It's perfect. It's a movie. Yeah. yeah. I uh so after watching the movie I seen that one of the one of the tags for the movie was cerebral. And I thought that, that was interesting cuz not like the movie does like get, the movie has like a decent amount of depth especially for 1948. Mm. Like so like I I understand like why it was written or how it's written because like it's it's such an older film. And you know I'm, I'm going to say the blasphemous thing that I want to see a remake of this. Uh, <laughs> do, I need but, be, do I need to be Doug? But <laughs> Just stop. Just stop. But I, re- I really do think, like, I love this I idea. Good job. All right, thank I you. love this concept. Like, the, the whole movie takes place in, like, this one area. Yeah. And they're just, like... Like Reservoir like, Dogs, kind of. Yeah, it's just, like, this yeah. whole, like, kind of party scene thing going on and mm. they're you know they're just like there to have a dinner party and i just think that that's like the whole idea of it is awesome so like i love this concept already and then like the way it's executed i i, I feel like it's executed really well um knowing the guys in the chest is fucking like so fucking unsettling throughout most of the movie mm-hmm. and i i think it would have been interesting to see like to see it, to watch the movie from Rupert's perspective, though, like he gets invited and he's not sure why he's invited, and then like he gets there and he's like unraveling it, and then it, but that that does make it more of like a murder mystery than it does like this weird like I don't even know really like how to classify it, but so it would change like the scope of the movie, I guess. But uh, Rupert's character is very interesting too. To, to watch him like because even because you have you have Brandon talking about like all of this theory and all of these ideas that 
uh, Rupert had shared with them yes. at one point, which is, is totally sets them up to end up doing this thing eventually. Sure. And gives Brandon like an excuse to murder someone mm-hmm. um, for the for the sole purpose of just murdering someone. Right. Yeah. Like that's also what makes him such a fucking sociopath because there's no like his, his motive is like, I wanted to know how it felt. I wanted to know how it felt, and I wanted to see how it affected these people that I know it will affect greatly. Yeah. And, like... I just want to watch... He literally wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Joker. Yeah. Dude, this guy would have... This guy would have made a great Joker. Yeah. Like, um... So, and him fucking giving his dad the rope he killed his son with. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. He invited the dad over to look at some first editions of books. And he gives some to him and wraps them with the rope. And the rope is not made like cut particularly for that. He just does it to do it. And like Yeah. 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 Pretty fucked up. It's one of the things that Rupert catches on to because uh, Philip's like that that rope was not they were so haphazardly tied. I was worried about the books. Yeah. That's why I was freaking out. But uh, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. The acting for, for that time was really good. Yep. Yeah. Like they acted most for the most part like real people. I mean, other than, you know, Brandon being a complete sociopath and like some of the female characterizations were kind of off. Yeah. Know, very ditzy lady bullshit. Yeah. The and old the especially the older lady. The old lady yeah. is ridiculous. Uh Philip Philip like overacting like was a lot, but I mean that's how they that that was then. Yeah, like that's that's literally a sign of the times for the movie. Yeah, the, the one uh, girl, I think Janet. She's like, I'm funny, right? Ha, I'm funny. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just, yeah, I actually really liked that because that that like gave her a little bit of depth because she's like, oh, is that funny? I'm only funny when I didn't mean to be funny, and then it carries on. They keep going with that, like yeah. with her character and stuff. Yeah. And I I really liked that part and. Because then later she like tries to make a joke, and then she's like, "No, that was a joke." Kind <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of like Russell. <laughs> oh yeah, that resonated with me pretty hard. I love you, buddy. Like, why is everyone laughing? I didn't think that was funny. <laughs> yeah, but then like she has like the real conversation with her ex, and kind of like buries the hatchet as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. And like that was really like interesting and like well written and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're basically both just like, man, I don't, I'm worried about David because like, I'm his friend and I'm his basically almost his fiance. And like, now we're like burying the hatchet and becoming friends again. So like, you guys can be friends again and it'll be fine. But like, where the fuck is he at? So we can like tell him that everything's fine. And yeah, he will. He's, he's over there. He's here. (laughs) He's 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 here. (laughs) He, He doesn't care. Now, what if they weaken at Bernie's, David? I think they would be really bad at that. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Philip would have had a fucking heart attack. Yep. Yeah. 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 He would have had a fucking heart He almost had a heart attack anyway. The whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, but I also was thinking the whole time, I was like, man, 
that living room would already smell really bad. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like one of the things. There's, there's a couple complaints that I have with the movie. Is one is the characterization of, of some of the women is pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. like when they did do cuts in between sections of the movie, there was like they relied on the same technique like almost every time they just yeah. like zoomed in on someone's back as they were walking away or whatever. Um, so that was kind of like, it got old after the second one. Right. And I was like, uh, figure a different way of doing that out. Um, and then, you know, the technicality of, you know, when you kill someone, they, they lose control of everything. So everything yeah. comes out yeah, one way or the other. So you put them in a trunk that doesn't lock, that isn't sealed, and then you serve dinner on it. Like, what smells like shit, guys? What smells like (laughs) shit and piss? Shit, piss, and puke. Like, what the fuck's going on in here? Maybe that was why the chicken barely got touched. I feel like somebody needed to say something. (laughs) Like, does it smell fucking bad over here? This chicken smells like a dead body. Yeah. (laughs) Um... But yeah, I mean, he was there for hours, so like it w- would have started to stink, at yeah. least from the evacuation of his bodily functions. Oh yeah, if not from you know him being there. But it was in the forties. They didn't do that in the forties. Bodies didn't do that in the bodies 40s. didn't do that in the forties. No, you were locked up tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were always in a three piece suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody pooped. No one pooped in the 40s. You you guys got drunk and smoked cigarettes. Yeah. That's Uh, how you pooped. Yeah. Dissolved it in nicotine and alcohol. Dude, Uh, the chain smoking in this movie is unfucking real Yeah. Like... Smoking was good back then. I know they smoked a lot in Vertigo, at least more than, like, most movies now. Yeah, nobody smokes now. Yeah. Hard, like... Every now and then it's still in something, yeah. but like it's not not like it was, and uh, so, but the I kept noticing I was like he just put that cigarette out and lit another one, like yeah. one after the other. Yeah, fucking jeez, Jimmy Stewart smokes a lot of cigarettes. In the- yeah, and like in the house. Yeah, yeah, it was good for you back then. Yeah, nobody cared. Cigarettes were good for you. Yeah, I know they used to be good for you. Yeah. You used to be told that they were good for you. They're good for you. Smoke in front of babies. <laughs> uh, nicotine is actually a nootropic and is, can be good for you in the right dosage. Yeah. Yeah. So blow smoke in your friend's face if you want them the to cigarettes be Cigarettes are bad. Yeah, cigarettes are bad. <laughs> nicotine is different. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get unadulterated nicotine. What was it? Somebody was talking about uh, nicotine. Oh, it was uh, that Andrew Huberman on Rogan that I was telling you guys about. Um, the like uh, neurologist, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, don't smoke cigarettes, but nicotine can work." And they were talking about a guy that was like a he was some kind of he was like a doc he was a scientist at some fucking uh university i think and they were and he was just like chewing packs of nicot nicorette a day mm-hmm. and they were like what the fuck are you doing 
do you, you did you even smoke? He's like, no, this is to like keep my head clear. And he was using Nicorette as a supplement. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. It's fucking weird. There's not actually a whole. This is totally not about the movie, but <laughs> chain smoking. Um, <laughs> there's a. Uh, there's actually like a, a lot of the research points to everything else in the cigarette is what causes all of the health issues. Yeah. Like nicotine is slightly responsible because of how much you get through the way we ingest it through vapes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nicotine itself is slightly re responsible for the increase in blood pressure. But as far as like cancer goes, like there's no actual research like that proves nicotine causes any burning cancer. the cancer. stuff and inhaling burned shit. Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neat. It's pretty wild. Ooh, it, neat. It, it's amazing that, you know, when like big companies get a hold of a thing that could potentially have uh, you know, good properties and be used for good things and uh, becomes adulterated and ruined. Thanks, big cigarette. Yeah. I mean, people were smoking big tobacco tobacco before that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But yeah. also, I mean, it is it, it is infinitely healthier if you can get like actual tobacco and like unadulterated tobacco and smoke it instead of cigarettes. Yeah. Huh. Still not like healthy. Right. But you're still smoking stuff. It's better than smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Uh, did you guys have any complaints about this movie? Uh, not like, I mean, not really anything that you didn't say. Like, I enjoyed all the dialogue. I gave it a pat. Like, some of it does definitely feel like now versus like you know versus some of like the cinema we have now and like sure. a lot of the dialogue we have now like some of it definitely felt like pseudo intellectual and like what the fuck are they actually like they're not actually saying anything when they're trying to say something yeah and but other than that like i mean that's just a sign of the of the time for the movie because i'm sure people watched this movie at that time and was like what the fuck are they saying or talking about right you know what i mean like but I mean that happens now. No, yeah, it's true. It does still happen. It's the same thing. Like, I gotta hack into the mainframe with this virtual tour of a city skyline. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Throwing just like throwing techno babble at you when it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the techno babble thing is. Yeah. It's common. Yeah. You know, talking about video games. Uh, yeah. Like the person that wrote the episode of a show never fucking played a video game in their life. Yeah. But they're writing about an episode central with video games at the center of the plot, and they're yeah. just like, yeah stuff yeah or like you know a show that's like all nerds are astrophysicists so that's the stuff we're gonna focus on and then all the other nerdy shit we're gonna make fun of mm -hmm. um <sighs> fucking fake nerds yeah yeah fuck big bang theory uh yeah but fuck them uh, yeah so no, I don't really I don't really necessarily have any complaints. I I mean, I don't I don't necessarily I think for the time the movie is very strong and very good. Yeah. Um I mean, it does kind of I think it stands out definitely out of some of uh, out of like quite a few of the older movies I've seen. Which, like most of the movies around this time frame that I've seen are usually like the holiday classics and like 
I ha- I don't have a ton of experience with like this old cinema. Mm. So I think even after we're done with this, I'm going to dive into some of the other stuff that I've never gotten around to watching. Sure. Um, Dave? Yeah. No complaints? Not really. I uh, was not expecting to like it as much as I did. I'm like, yeah. oh, movie from the 40s, okay, I'll watch it, whatever. And I, yeah. And then you're like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. There is like, I mean, Russell's already said it, like, there is stuff that just I don't understand because it was the times. Sure. You know, there's some weird stuff. Like the acting is overall pretty good. But yeah. But there's some definitely some like overacting or just like the way that a character's written is kind of old yeah. timey. Yeah. Yeah. Very old timey, but it was the forties. Yeah. And that was a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. Just letting you know. Oh, okay. Fun fact. Yeah. It's and for seventy five years ago. <laughs> For like even being in the forties, like I feel like it, it was. I feel like the concept of the movie was ahead of its time because like this is before we have, like the so nineteen forty eight is like twenty thirty years before we actually understand or have a concept of what a serial killer is. That's so true. Like, think about it in terms of that too, like because that's basically what Brand- like Brandon is like. You know, this this is his first serial killing. Yeah, like, this is his first kill. His first, but, like, you could see this going, like, he's gonna keep doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, as soon as he gets Philip up to the farm, like, Philip's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, um, it, I, th- I thought that that was interesting, too, because I was like, they didn't even, like, know what serial killers were. Like in 1948, like that, that wasn't a concept that they had like really dialed in and like understood yet. And I mean, we still like struggle to understand it, but we have a better understanding now. Yeah. And so like 20, like, let's see, what was it like? 70, 78, I think was the first instance of someone using the term serial killer and like relating it to. And then, like, it was later, like, in the 80s, I think, when they like related it to the idea of sociopathic behavior. And like created this these psychological terms, and so I thought that that was very interesting because this predates that stuff, and that's basically what we're kind of seeing out of Brandon. Yeah, yeah. So like, fucking was Hitchcock a time traveler? Because was Hitchcock a serial killer? Yeah. Well, like I mean, even with Vertigo, though, right? Like. Like Vertigo is like that's that's such a weird plot to come out of the fifties. Yeah. With like like it it was kind of convoluted and like extremely ridiculous, but like dude Hitchcock was like a fucking genius. Like I don't know. I'm I'm kinda I'm just kind of astounded. Yeah. That, like, no, like it's like crazy murder genius. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many people were buried in Hitchcock's basement? That's what I want to know. They were buried in his neighbor's basement. Yeah. <laughs> in a trunk. <laughs> and yep. he was also his neighbor. Right. And part of part of what reason he wrote the movies is to, like, think about how he could get caught. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Don't do this one. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Don't kill someone you know. That's number one on the list. Um... Don't get someone else in on the murder. The murder. Yeah. 
because don't involve birds. Yeah. <laughs> don't pretend <laughs> to be your mom. <laughs> uh, don't have mom. Just don't have mommy issues. <laughs> yeah. But okay, are are we ready to go down to the corner? I go down to the corner. Yeah. You guys want a nineteen forties down to the corner? Sure. Do you we want a Charleston, Charleston to the corner? <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Jesus Christ. All right. You guys ready? Yes. Uh-huh. Because this is Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Where the point of this corner is for you to say... Oh, neat. I have one, so I'm going to wait until the end and see if you haven't said it yet. Okay. Cool. All right. You guys ready? Yep. Since the filming times were so long, everybody on the set tried their best to avoid any mistakes. At one point in the movie, the camera dolly ran over and broke a cameraman's foot. But to keep filming, he was gagged and dragged off. (laughs) Holy shit. Another time, a woman puts a glass down but misses the table. A stagehand had to rush up to catch it before the glass hit the ground. Both parts are used in the final cut. Jesus Christ. Everybody else did great. Fuck! You're like, no, keep going. (laughs) Everyone else did great. It's fine. Uh, The theatrical trailer features footage shot specifically for the advertisement that takes place before the beginning of the movie. That was the one I was going to say. Really? Yeah. Uh, David, the victim, uh, sits on a park bench and speaks with Janet before leaving to meet Brandon and Philip. James Stewart narrates the sequence, noting that's the last time Janet and the audience would see him alive. I didn't have that at the beginning of my movie. It was no, just it was the a advertising. Trailer. It was for the trailer. I was on the trailer. Yeah, there's a trailer that's a totally different scene that's not in the movie. Dude, Hitchcock, before his time, fucking genius. I love it. Uh, this about. is also Alfred Hitchcock's first color movie. Okay. Uh, this movie was banned in several American cities because of the implied homosexuality of Philip and Brandon. I yeah, I got that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, are they? They they can't be gay. This is nineteen forty eight. I wondered the whole time, like, is it? I kept waiting for him to kiss. That would never happen in the forties. Yeah, not in forty eight. Uh, this movie in was... Russell's remake, though. <laughs> they oh, smooching yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie was unavailable for three decades because its rights, together with four other films of the same period, were brought back by Alfred Hitchcock and left as part of his legacy to his daughter, Patricia Hitchcock. Uh, we think you mentioned this last week, but yep. I'll, keep re- I'll keep reading. Uh, they've been known for a long time as the infamous Five Lost Hitchcocks. Uh, amongst movie buffs, then were re-released in theaters around 1984 after a 30-year absence. The other films are one of them's Vertigo. Yeah, Rear Window, The Man Who Knew Too Much, yeah. The Trouble with Harry, and Vertigo. Yeah. Um This was the only movie James Stewart made with Alfred Hitchcock that he did not like. Stewart later admitted he felt he was miscast as the professor. Uh he makes his first entrance twenty eight minutes into the movie. Hmm. I I thought this was a perfect role for him and his age at the time. Maybe that was his problem. 
Yeah. <laughs> he was still caught up But then up on he like... had the same problem with Vertigo years later that he thought he was too old. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of yeah. Vertigo. <laughs> yeah. Um, filmed January 12th to February 21st, 1948. There are 10 shots within the movie overall. Uh, Running nine minutes thirty four seconds, seven minutes fifty one seconds, seven minutes and eighteen seconds, uh, seven minutes and nine seconds, nine minutes and fifty nine seconds, uh, eight minutes and thirty five seconds, uh, seven minutes and fifty seconds, ten minutes and six seconds, four minutes and thirty seven seconds, and five minutes. And 40 seconds each. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking wild. Um, Fucking Kevin Smith saw, thought he wrote a fucked up movie that was hard to shoot. Right? <laughs> uh, this movie was shot in 10 takes, ranging from four and a half minutes to just over 10 minutes. Uh, the maximum amount of film that a camera, magazine, or projector reel could hold. Hmm. Uh, at the end of the takes, the movie alternates between having the camera zoom into a dark object, totally blacking out of the lens slash screen, and making a conventional cut. However, the second edit, um, obstinately one of the conventional ones, was clearly staged and shot to block the camera, but the all-black frames were left out of the final print. Uh, most of the props and even some of the apartment sets walls were on casters and the crew had to wheel them out of the way and back into position as the camera moved around the set. Mm. Hmm. I thought that neat. was pretty neat. Yeah, yes. that's neat as fuck. Uh, let's do a few more. Okay. Uh, the story was very loosely based on the real-life murder committed by University of Chicago students Nathan Leopold and Richard Loeb, which are also the fictionalized subject of Compulsion from 1959 and Swoon in 1992. Huh. Well, that's neat. And then neat. Uh, Eleven years after being mentioned in the film as making an excellent villain, James Mason was finally cast by Alfred Hitchcock as such in North by Northwest. From fifty nine. Hmm. Oh yeah, I liked all the "Gone with the Wind" jokes, but they wouldn't say "Gone with the Wind." (laughs) Right. (laughs) I I I wonder I wonder if that like I wonder why like I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Let's do two more. Let's do it. Yep. Alfred Hitchcock's inspiration for the long takes came from a BBC television broadcast of Rope from 1939. The producer, Dallas Bauer, decided on the technique in order to keep the murder chest consistently in shot. Hmm. Uh, Then last one. Alfred Hitchcock dismissed his experiment with 10-minute takes as being just a stunt. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> huh. That's all I had for Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner! Ooh, neat. Alright, you guys ready to rate this then? Oh, that's neat. That's Jimmy Stewart. Oh, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I'm gonna give this a eight point nine. I think it's really good. Um, I think it does suffer from being old a little bit. Um, and then like the way that they trans transferred between the cuts annoyed me. Um, there's like the overacting on a couple of characters. But overall, I think the story is awesome. I think it was well acted, um, well shot, uh, well directed. So, and I I like watching this movie a lot. So, I'm gonna give it an eight point nine. Russell, no Dave, no Russell. I was like, wait, what? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You have something to say now. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. Um, I also think it suffered from the times. Sure. Uh, but overall, like for the time in which the movie was made, I feel like it is a pretty solid fucking movie. Um, pretty good. Like it's uh, like, I, I don't know. I didn't have any problems like staying, uh, engaged. Like it just, it, it was pretty good. Like I really liked the pacing and like the tension and, just a lot of a lot of things were done here that were really good and i really enjoyed the movie Mm. on top of that the thing i just looked up and figured out is that yes there were lots of gone with the wind jokes or there were a few gone with the wind jokes but i think what i missed was when they say they say something on the something or something with the something or whatever, and then they're like, no, I think it was the movie that was just something. Mm. They're talking about Casablanca because Ing- uh, Ingrid Bergman is in that, and I think they couldn't say Casablanca because Casablanca's, uh, Casablanca was banned from a bunch of stuff due to all the... Uh, like, it, it being, like, the time frame and stuff and, like... Uh, what was the communist stuff like that? They uh, yeah, the McCarthyism yeah, stuff. Yeah, McCarthy the McCarthyism stuff. So like they probably couldn't actually say the name, or they weren't allowed to mention other movie titles in the movie. I don't know. I might be looking too deep into it, but I just realized that they were talking about Casablanca, and then I was like, oh shit, I missed like a quarter of the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's what I got. I give it. I give it a nine. Dave, I think I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Okay. I really enjoyed this, and I think I'd watch it again. And a lot of these old movies, I watch it once. I'm like, okay, I got that. I like that. Yeah, I'm done. But uh, no, I think I'd watch it again. Um, really enjoyed it. Definitely, there was some stuff that it was a sign of the times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was cool. Shot really well. Uh. Alfred Hitchcock is just like a genius. Yeah. When it comes to that stuff. Sure. Yeah, eight and a half. Okay. I, I like Jimmy Stewart. Yep. So we got a eight point nine and eight or eight and a half, eight point nine and a nine. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. So that's gonna do it for this episode of DQP Does where we talked about rope. Rope. And we will continue April Hitchcock with what what's the next one, Russell? The next movie will be Rear Window. Oh, Rear Window came out in '54. All right, I like that one a lot. Okay, I have it on tape. 
Okay. Just saying. I believe you. Sorry, I'll I'll shut up. Okay. Uh <laughs> so that's what we're doing next. So thank you for listening. Find us on all your social media. Search Drafty Quarters Productions. Find us on Patreon. Searching the same thing. Please give us a dollar. There's two episode two episode two episodes of Love Eternal up on there. Uh the first one is a um Valentine's Day episode for uh the notebook. The second one is for the Breakfast Club. Which I'm not sure what holiday that has anything to do with, but whatever. I don't know. They Vampi- do what they want. Vampires have weird holidays. Yeah, they do what they want. Uh it, it it came out around the date that the Breakfast Club takes place. Okay, sure. Breakfast Club Day. That's the holiday. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, email us, draftyq at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful time. Bye. Bye. You're quite a good chicken strangler, as I recall. Bye.